Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked, saved, and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where we're all about taking your first steps to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with my co-host, Charlie. Hey, Paul. How you doing? And we got a great show in store for you today. If you're leaving a legacy is important to you, you're going to want to listen in. Dave Davies, gift planning advisor for Wycliffe Bible Translators Foundation, is here on the show. So he's going to teach you how you can leave a legacy through charitable giving and estate planning. Learn trusted ways to support the work of Bible translating to help spread the gospel message here and across the globe. You'll even discover several income and tax benefits from various trusts and funds. The Wycliffe Foundation believes that good Christian stewardship is at the heart of following Jesus and honoring him as Lord over your life. So call your friends right now and tell them to tune into Simply Financial to join the show for you today. Now, before we jump into that and, and teaching you how to leave a financial legacy, let me tell you, about the legacy my grandfather left me. This is uh, my my grandfather. Just to let you know, is one of the probably the most admired men in my life. Uh, he passed away in 1997. Uh, that was a very rough time in my life. And uh, my grandfather, I used to spend every summer together from gosh, the, probably when I was born through 16 years old. And uh, he just had a special way about him. He was the peacemaker. Everybody loved him. He was absolutely hilarious uh, to be around. And uh, when he passed on suddenly, um, which nobody really saw coming, he was in great health and just had a heart attack. And uh, sitting next to my grandma, actually, watching mm. I Love Lucy's show. Really? And um, just had a massive heart attack. And my grandmother had Alzheimer's. And um, so neither one of them, and she was pretty far along. Mm. And neither one of them knew life without each other because she was out of her mind with Alzheimer's right. and he had a heart attack. So they actually never knew separation, which was pretty special. Mm. But my grandfather um, and I had a special bond. And uh, upon his passing, he had left me two things. He left me a gift of $5,000 and, uh, and a little note. And my grandfather was very particular. He owned two uh, printing shops in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, he was very particular. Everything was organized in his life. And when I got this little note, it was a perfect square. And when you opened up the square, it turned into a rectangle. And then you opened up again, it was a, a very big square. And right in the middle of that twice over folded note was a square text um, that my grandfather written me a note. Mm -hmm. And it was a perfect block of text. Right. And it was everything that my grandfather didn't want me to ever forget when he knew he wasn't going to be around to tell me. And um, it left such an amazing impression on me, though, you know, my grandfather did leave me money. Um, I still have the money. I've never spent it. I probably will never spend mm. it. Um, and that means a lot because that was, you know, his money to me. But the, one of the most cherished possessions I have in my life is that note from my grandfather. Sure. Because every time I, I miss my grandpa, every time I want to think about my grandpa, I can pull that note out and be transformed right back in hanging out with my grandpa when I was mm. 10 years old or, or 12 years old or 6 and just hear him telling me how proud he is of me, yeah. how much he loves me. You know, he used to 
back in high school used to go to a gas station, pull up where I used to work, and he would just watch me for an hour, mm-hmm. just work. <laughs> His grandson, you know, I'm like, yeah. who does? You know, why I'm would you do that? You. you know, yeah. he's just proud of me because yeah. I was working. So, you know, that's leaving the legacy that's far beyond money. You know, the rest of this show, we're going to be talking about ways to give a legacy and leave a legacy, leave some money to an organization you might really care about. So, yeah, but, but leaving your heart as a legacy, I think that's just fantastic what your granddad did. Well, since 1982, Dave Davies has spent his career helping people fund Christian ministries through charitable gift and estate planning services. His passion is assisting people in using their God-given assets for the greatest kingdom impact. He travels around the country providing people and their advisors with tax-wise gift planning options in light of the biblical model of generous giving and stewardship. He and his wife, Sharla, have three adult children and live in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Welcome, Dave Davies. How you doing? Thank you, Paul and Charlie. Good to be with you on the show today. Oh, it's great to have you here. Dave, go ahead and get us started. Give us some of the background on what led you into your financial stewardship journey, mentors. Just uh, what impacted you? Well, uh, thank you, uh, Paul and Charlie. And, uh, Paul, uh, very similar to your experience with your uh, granddad, I had some uh, great role models in my family. Uh, but the single uh, gift that, that uh, changed the direction of my life came from Ron Morris, and uh, he gave me a scholarship uh, to go to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp in Estes Park, Colorado, in June of 1974. And that uh, single gift made it possible for me to go to camp, uh, hear the gospel, and uh, I had a bit of a uh, Damascus Road-type experience, was able to receive uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And that, that gift uh, not only led me uh, to a relationship with Christ and changed the direction of my life, uh, but also ended up impacting five generations of our family. Wow, that's awesome. It really is. So that that's really where it began. And I, I came back to Kansas City from that uh, summer camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, and the first Christian family that I met um, was the uh, Jeffrey family. Uh, James Neal Jeffrey was the dad. And uh, he ended up taking me under his wing and became a mentor. We had a discipleship relationship and a friendship. Uh, and he had spent his life's work uh, in this area of um, stewardship, uh, specifically related to generosity. And, uh, and it really was Jeff that helped me understand uh, that, um, that generosity is just one aspect of financial stewardship, and that's part of the way that we worship the Lord uh, by giving to others and to uh, ministry and charity. I love it. So can you tell me a little bit about the Wycliffe Foundation? Like, what are they about? What do they do? Well, uh, the uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators um, has uh, been around for uh, over 75 years. And uh, several decades ago, uh, uh, our uh, uh, former president, uh, Bernie May, who uh, by the way, lives uh, close by uh, there in Charlotte. Uh, his uh, board chairman, uh, Roger Tompkins, and another gentleman by the name of uh, Chuck DeVries, uh, really had the vision to launch the Wycliffe Bible Translation Foundation to provide a ministry uh, to people that were supporting uh, us financially uh, and our strategic partner ministries as well. Um, and uh, so the vision was to provide a uh, biblically-based uh, charitable uh, gift and estate planning service uh, to people that uh, were supporting the ministry uh, and interested in supporting other ministries as well. So let's transition a little bit into the legacy <laughs> aspect of you know giving some money or leaving some money. So what does it mean to have a biblical stewardship plan? 
Yes, it, the uh, the idea, of course, that um, as followers of Jesus, we're uh, to enjoy and to be good and faithful stewards of every, every area of our life. And, of course, finance um, is uh, just one uh, aspect of uh, that stewardship relationship. And uh, so as we... Uh, uh, help people understand the different uh, gift and estate planning uh, tools. Uh, we like to do that through a uh, biblical model of uh, stewardship, the biblical principles uh, that are there for uh, personal finance uh, as it relates to uh, uh, business and family uh, and to uh, charitable gifts to ministry and uh, and charitable organizations. And, and so I guess there's different ways that, that you work with people. And, and is one of them like a, a bequest, that, that folks can bequest different uh, things to the church or to different charities? Or? Yes, that is, uh, is uh, one of the uh, easiest ways for people to, uh, to benefit uh, ministry and charity is through uh, their estate plan, through their will, their living trust, and through uh, beneficiary designations, mm-hmm. through uh, different uh, financial accounts they have and life insurance. Uh, it's an easy way to designate a percentage of their estate to the ministries and charities that they care about. Yeah. Uh, we find as we serve people, uh, especially initially, uh, quite often uh, believers think in terms of uh, a tithe from their estate to the ministries and charities that they're close to. Uh, and in many cases, uh, people uh, think um, uh, even beyond that. Uh, and, and, of course, the, uh, the very best uh, asset for people to position to benefit uh, ministry and charity is uh, anything that would remain from a uh, an IRA or a 401k a or a uh, tax-deferred investment of some kind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at Insight Folios, we help people uh, with their their plans for charitable <coughs> giving and, and leaving a legacy, perhaps. And uh, if you have an interest in talking to us about that, call us at 704-529-9500. That's 704 529 9500 a lot of people don't have the confidence that they can necessarily give today or in the future so give us a call when we get back we're going to talk to dave about other ways of uh, contributing charity charity to charitable donations and uh, possibly leaving a legacy this is charlie bowers the show is simply financial and this is the insight financial network ifn Hey, it's Paul, and we'll be right back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you're going to get your dream income for retirement, just give us a call, and we're going to get in your hands absolutely free our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. For the first 10 callers, you're going to get two books and a ton of other materials that you wouldn't quite expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's absolutely free. Just give us a call at 855-999-7526. Again, to get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today, pick up the phone and dial 855-999-7526. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we're talking with Dave Davies, the gift planning advisor for Wycliffe Bible Translators Foundation. And we were talking about different ways to bequest to churches, to, to different charities. And, Dave, I think you alluded to it when we just left about IRA charitable rollovers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I, I sure can. Uh uh, really, there are uh, a couple of issues there. One is uh, giving through your estate. Uh, the very best gift uh, to leave is a uh, tax-deferred uh, gift, such as an IRA mm-hmm. or a 401K. And then second to that, uh, as you say, the uh, IRA charitable rollover 
uh, it's now been made permanent by Congress. Mm-hmm. And uh, people that are 70 and a half and older uh, can give as much as 100000 through their uh, IRA to the uh, each year to the uh, ministries and charities that they're close to. Mm-hmm. And what benefits uh, they do they get uh, by doing that? Pardon me? So when uh, some an, an individual gives a hundred thousand of their IRA, walk me through like what's the benefit back to the client? How does that affect them at seventy and a half? Well, the the benefit is is that they are uh, able to um, avoid the income tax that they would normally pay on that distribution. Uh, it also uh, counts as their. Uh, RMD, their required minimum distribution, and they can uh, divide that and send that directly uh, from their uh, custodian or administrator uh, to the ministries and charities that they have in mind. So walk me through. So that would be one way. Another way is a charitable remainder trust or charitable lead trust. Can, Can you use IRA monies with either one of those? Not currently. It's uh, something that has been uh, uh, debated for quite a number of years uh, inside the Beltway there in Washington, D.C., and we think in the future that that's going to be an option, but uh, currently uh, uh, gifts from your IRA to charity and ministry have to be current outright gifts, uh, and they cannot be directed to uh, an instrument like a charitable trust or a charitable annuity uh, or even a donor advised fund. But uh, we, we think that that may change in the future. So if you're just tuning in, this is uh, you're listening to David Davies. He's a gift planning advisor for Whitcliffe Foundation. And I just asked a question about um, donating a, an IRA to a, to a charity. And, and my follow-up question on that is really going to be, you know, the benefits behind that. So right now you're not allowed to put an IRA inside of a charitable remainder trust where, or lead trust where you can take some money out and whatever's left over goes to the, the charity, although I hope that gets passed because that mm-hmm. would be an amazing benefit uh, to a donor. So if, if somebody doesn't want to just flat out give 100000 or less of their IRA, what other ways could they donate or leave a legacy financially to to a charity like yours? Uh, well, with regard to uh, current uh, possibilities and considerations, uh, uh, an appreciated asset is the uh, very best gift uh, for a person to make. And uh, the most common uh, would be uh, appreciated stock and uh, appreciated real estate, uh, and then uh, business interest for people uh, that are considering a uh, business sale. Uh, If you do a little bit of planning at the front end, there's an opportunity to redirect uh, those dollars that would ordinarily be lost to tax instead to ministry and charity. So the reason why you're mentioning highly appreciated stock or appreciated asset or business interest is is really because not only is it on the heart of the the giver to donate money to the charity organization, but also there's a financial benefit too, because if it's highly appreciated stock, let's just say there's a $100,000 gain by giving that money to the charity, there is no tax on the $100,000 gain. Is it, am I hearing you correctly? Uh, yes. Uh, you're, uh, able to avoid the uh, capital gains tax uh, on that. Now, let's say you, you've so got that, someone that uh, has a large amount of money that they don't necessarily know where they want to give it or, or have a number of different charities. Is that what a, a donor-advised fund would be used for? Yes, the uh, donor-advised fund, uh, I, I would say especially here in the last 20 years, has been the, the uh, fastest growing uh, part of philanthropy and charitable giving. I would agree. And uh, so the simple idea there is that you would think of your own donor advised fund uh, as um, uh, like a, uh, a charitable or a ministry checkbook. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so you can give uh, uh, most any kind of asset into your donor advised fund uh, or cash. Uh, and then as uh, the Holy Spirit leads you, you can make uh, distributions uh, to any qualified ministry and charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm also finding that uh, a lot of people really like the idea of making their own donor advice fund uh, the percentage beneficiary uh, of their estate. Mm. Uh, so in other words, instead of uh, within your estate plan listing a number of uh, ministries and charities there within the document, you just simply name your own donor advice fund uh, to make uh, the distributions that you uh, outline within your, your own fund. And then the person contributing to that fund, they get the tax benefit right away, don't they? And then uh, they can take their time making the, the charitable donations from the fund. And actually, before you answer that, I have a follow-up on that because I'm, I'm definitely interested in creating my own donor-advised fund. And the, reason, the rationale behind it is, you know, my wife and I, through our company and individually— we love to give, and we set goals every single year to give to several different organizations as well as just a big total amount. And the reason why I want to give a, a donor a, to a donor advice fund is now I can create this pool of money that can grow and expand on its own. And in addition to that, we can now create this pot of, of gift that can grow over time and, sh- and basically be... C- you know, we can sh- um, take some money, some growth out of that a, a year and, and give it to charity. So now I've created this. Like an this endowment. Fun, yeah, almost a- an endowment that's going to grow on its own. And it's going to give almost forever, mm-hmm. depending on how it's set up, as opposed to just giving a gift once and it's gone. Here you can give to a fund, grow it over time, and then take some money off. Is is that the right rationale? Am I in the right frame of mind here? You are, and, and of course it depends on uh, how the Holy Spirit is leading an individual and a couple. And, uh, but uh, quite often, as people uh, begin using their donor advice fund, uh, they follow a path uh, similar to the one that you describe, in that they're, uh, they're using it for current giving. Uh, they quite often have a portion of it that's growing uh, tax-free. Uh, to distribute in the future. Uh, and uh, like I say, people will use their uh, own donor advice fund as a designation for gifts through their estate or uh, beneficiary designations from accounts and uh, life insurance policies and retirement plans uh, for uh, surviving family uh, to make uh, distributions as well uh, to their favorite ministries. Mm-hmm. So there, there's quite a margin there of um, uh, creativity uh, as it's um, uh, really appropriate for that couple or family and consistent with how the Lord is leading them. And, you know, this is definitely a passion of Charlie and I's here at Insight Folios. And if, if you're out there listening in and you have a desire to give either to the Wycliffe Foundation, who's spreading the gospel and translating the Bible all over the U.S., or a local charity, or no matter what it is, and you just don't know what to do, give us a call, 704-529-9500. We'd love to get you in touch with the right people or help you set it up, uh, if possible, here. And again, that's 704-529-9500. Allow us to help you on the path to give more of your state away. And David, one, one more question before break. We're, we're getting a little close here. So tell me the differences or a, a, a couple different types of trusts um, I know we're talking about a donor advised fund. I had alluded a little bit earlier about different types of trusts. How can people give outside of a fund or or an annuity? What, what are some other things that they can set up? Well, the, there's really uh, three basic kinds, uh, and they can uh, work independently or even in concert with a uh, donor advised fund and an estate plan. But the uh, uh, Charitable Remainder Trust uh, pays um, income to uh, one or more individuals for a period of years or for life. A, uh, and a Charitable Lead Trust pays income 
uh, to a list of ministries and charities and then reverts back to uh, family members. And uh, then the charitable gift annuity is set up um, and pays uh, lifetime income to one or two people uh, based on their age, and the uh, fixed income rates on those uh, uh, run uh, typically between 5 and 9.5% for a, a lifetime payment before there's a benefit to ministry and charity. Mm, that is great. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to cut to break here in a few minutes, or here in just a second, actually. But when we get back, you know, I'm going to have Dave talk a little bit about life estate work and, and how we can truly be a benefit or your life estate can be a benefit and leave a financial legacy. This is Paul Durso. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network, IFN. My sweet Lord, mm, my Lord. Information is for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Paul Durso and Charles Bowers, Jr. are investment advisor representatives of Insight Folios. Retirement is coming up fast. Will you have the income for the life you're dreaming of? Will you be traveling or flipping channels? Will you be helping the kids and grandkids or asking them for help? If you've worked, saved, and done without, but you still don't know if you'll make it, then welcome to Simply Financial, where you'll learn to invest like a pro so you can move forward with confidence. This is Simply Financial with Paul Durso, your first step to financial clarity. Now, here's Paul. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso, where we're all about taking your first steps to financial clarity. I'm your host, Paul, here with my co-host, Charlie. Hey, Paul. How you doing? And we got a great show in store for you today. If you're Leaving a legacy is important to you. You're going to want to listen in. Dave Davies, gift planning advisor for Wycliffe Bible Translators Foundation, is here on the show. So he's going to teach you how you can leave a legacy through charitable giving and estate planning. Learn trusted ways to support the work of Bible translating to help spread the gospel message here and across the globe. You'll even discover several income and tax benefits from various trusts and funds. The Wycliffe Foundation believes that good Christian stewardship is at the heart of following Jesus and honoring him as Lord over your life. So call your friends right now and tell them to tune into Simply Financial to join the show for you today. Now, before we jump into that and, and teaching you how to leave a financial legacy, let me tell you, about the legacy my grandfather left me. This is uh, my my grandfather. Just to let you know, is one of the probably the most admired men in my life. Uh, he passed away in 1997. Uh, that was a very rough time in my life. And uh, my grandfather, I used to spend every summer together from gosh, the, probably when I was born through 16 years old. And uh, he just had a special way about him. He was the peacemaker. Everybody loved him. He was absolutely hilarious uh, to be around. And uh, when he passed on suddenly, um, which nobody really saw coming, he was in great health and just had a heart attack, and uh, sit next to my grandma, actually, watching mm. I Love Lucy's show. Really? And um, just had a massive heart attack. And my grandmother had Alzheimer's. And um, so neither one of them, and she was pretty far along, mm. and neither one of them knew life without each other because she was out of her mind with Alzheimer's right. and he had a heart attack. So they actually never knew separation, which was pretty special. Mm. But my grandfather um, and I had a special bond. And uh, upon his passing, he had left me two things. He left me a gift of $5,000 and uh, and a little note. And my grandfather was very particular. He owned two uh, printing shops in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, he was very particular. Everything was organized in his life. And when I got this little note, 
it was a perfect square. And when you opened up the square, it turned into a rectangle, and then you opened up again, it was a, a very big square. And right in the middle of that twice over folded note was a square text um, that my grandfather written me a note. Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect block of text. Right. And it was everything that my grandfather didn't want me to ever forget when he knew he wasn't going to be around to tell me. And um, it left such an amazing impression on me, though, you know, my grandfather did leave me money. Um, I still have the money. I've never spent it. Probably will never spend Mm. it. Um, And that means a lot because that was, you know, his money to me. But one of the most cherished possessions I have in my life is that note from my grandfather. Sure. Because every time I I miss my grandpa, every time I want to think about my grandpa, I can pull that note out and be transformed right back in hanging out with my grandpa when I was Mm. 10 years old or or 12 years old or six and just hear him telling me how proud he is of me, how much he loves me. You know, he used to, back in high school, he used to go to a gas station, pull up where I used to work, and he would just watch me for an hour. Mm-hmm. Just work. <laughs> His grandson, you know, I'm like, yeah. who does? You know, why I'm would you do that? You. you know, yeah. he's just proud of me because yeah. I was working. So, you know, that's leaving the legacy that's far beyond money. You know, the rest of this show, we're going to be talking about ways to give a legacy and leave a legacy, leave some money to an organization you might really care about. So, yeah, but, but leaving your heart as a legacy, I think that's just fantastic what your granddad did. Well, since 1982, Dave Davies has spent his career helping people fund Christian ministries through charitable gift and estate planning services. His passion is assisting people in using their God-given assets for the greatest kingdom impact. He travels around the country providing people and their advisors with tax-wise gift planning options in light of the biblical model of generous giving and stewardship. He and his wife, Sharla, have three adult children and live in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Welcome, Dave Davies. How you doing? Thank you, Paul and Charlie. Good to be with you on the show today. Oh, it's great to have you here. Dave, go ahead and get us started. Give us some of the background on what led you into your financial stewardship journey, mentors. Just uh, what impacted you? Well, uh, thank you, uh, Paul and Charlie. And, uh, Paul, uh, very similar to your experience with your uh, granddad, I had some uh, great role models in my family. Uh, but the single uh, gift that, that uh, changed the direction of my life came from Ron Morris. And uh, he gave me a scholarship uh, to go to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp in Estes Park, Colorado in June of 1974. And that uh, single gift made it possible for me to go to camp, uh, hear the gospel, and uh, I had a bit of a uh, Damascus Road-type experience, was able to receive uh, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And that, that gift uh, not only led me uh, to a relationship with Christ and changed the direction of my life, uh, but also ended up impacting five generations of our family. Wow, that's awesome. It really is. So that... That's really where it began, and I I came back to Kansas City from that uh, summer camp in Estes Park, Colorado, uh, and the first Christian family that I met um, was the uh, Jeffrey family. Uh, James Neal Jeffrey was the dad, and uh, he ended up taking me under his wing and became a mentor. We had a discipleship relationship and a friendship, uh, and he had spent his life's work uh, in this area of um, stewardship, uh, specifically related to generosity. And, uh, and it really was Jeff that helped me understand uh, that, um, that generosity is just one aspect of financial stewardship, and that's part of the way that we worship the Lord uh, by giving to others and to uh, ministry and charity. I love that. So can you tell me a little bit about the Wycliffe Foundation? Like, what are they about? What do they do? Well, uh, the uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators um, has uh, been around for uh, over 75 years. And uh, several decades ago, uh, uh, our uh, uh, 
uh, former president, uh, Bernie May, who, uh, by the way, lives uh, close by uh, there in Charlotte. Uh, his uh, board chairman, uh, Roger Tompkins, and another gentleman by the name of uh, Chuck DeVries, uh, really had the vision to launch the Wycliffe Bible Translation Foundation to provide a ministry uh, to people that were supporting uh, us financially uh, and our strategic partner ministries as well. Um, and uh, so the vision was to provide a uh, biblically-based uh, charitable uh, gift and estate planning service uh, to people that uh, were supporting the ministry uh, and interested in supporting other ministries as well. So let's transition a little bit into the legacy aspect of you know giving some money or leaving some money. So what does it mean to have a biblical stewardship plan? Yes, it, the uh, the idea, of course, that um, as followers of Jesus, we're uh, to enjoy and to be good and faithful stewards of every, every area of our life, and of course, finance. Um, is uh, just one uh, aspect of uh, that stewardship relationship. And uh, so as we uh, uh, help people understand the different uh, gift and estate planning uh, tools, uh, we like to do that through a a biblical model of uh, stewardship, the biblical principles uh, that are there for uh, personal finance, uh, as it relates to uh, uh, business and family uh, and to uh, charitable gifts to ministry and uh, and charitable organizations. And, and so I guess there's different ways that, that you work with people. And is one of them like a, a bequest that, that folks can bequest different uh, things to the church or to different charities? Or? Yes, that is... Uh, is uh, one of the uh, easiest ways for people to uh, to benefit uh, ministry and charity is through uh, their estate plan, through their will, their living trust, and through uh, beneficiary designations, mm-hmm. through uh, different uh, financial accounts they have and life insurance. Uh, it's an easy way to designate a percentage of their estate to the ministries and charities that they care about. Yeah. Uh, we find as we serve people, uh, especially initially, uh, quite often uh, believers think in terms of uh, a tithe from their estate to the ministries and charities that they're close to. Uh, and in many cases, uh, people uh, think um, uh, even beyond that. Uh, and, and of course, the, uh, the very best uh, asset for people to position to benefit uh, ministry and charity is uh, anything that would remain from a uh, an IRA or a four hundred one k or a, a tax deferred investment of some kind. Mm-hmm. And you know, at Insight Folios, we help people uh, with their their plans for charitable <coughs> giving and and leaving a legacy, perhaps. And uh, if you have an interest in talking to us about that, call us at 704-529-9500. That's 704-529-9500. A lot of people don't have the confidence that they can necessarily give today or in the future, so give us a call. When we get back, we're going to talk to Dave about other ways of uh, contributing charity, charity to charitable donations and uh, possibly leaving a legacy. This is Charlie Bowers. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network, IFN. Hey, it's Paul, and we'll be right back to the show in just a minute. But if you're worried about where you're going to get your dream income for retirement, just give us a call, and we're going to get in your hands absolutely free our Retirement Rescue Toolkit. For the first 10 callers, you're going to get two books and a ton of other materials that you wouldn't quite expect to get from a financial advisor absolutely free. Knowledge is power, right? So here's a ton of knowledge for you, and it's absolutely free. Just give us a call at 855-999-7526. Again, to get your free Retirement Rescue Toolkit today, 
Pick up the phone and dial 855-999-7526. This is IFN, the Insight Financial Network. You're listening to Simply Financial with Paul Durso. I'm Charlie Bowers, and we're talking with Dave Davies, the gift planning advisor for Wycliffe Bible Translators Foundation. And we were talking about different ways to bequest to churches, to, to different charities. And Dave, I think you alluded to it when we just left about IRA charitable rollovers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I, I sure can. Uh, uh, really, there are uh, a couple of issues there. One is uh, giving through your estate. Uh, the very best gift uh, to leave is a uh, tax-deferred uh, gifts such as an IRA mm-hmm. or a 401k. And then second to that, uh, as you say, the uh, IRA charitable rollover uh, has now been made permanent by Congress. Mm-hmm. And uh, people that are 70 and a half and older uh, can give as much as 100000 through their uh, IRA to the uh, each year to the uh, ministries and charities that they're close to. Mm-hmm. And what benefits uh, they do they get uh, by doing that? Pardon me. So when uh, some an, an individual gives a hundred thousand of their IRA, walk me through like what's the benefit back to the client? How does that affect them at seventy and a half? Well, the the benefit is is that they are uh, able to um, avoid the income tax that they would normally pay on that distribution. Uh, it also uh, counts as their uh, RMD, their required minimum distribution, and they can uh, divide that and send that directly uh, from their uh, custodian or administrator uh, to the ministries and charities that they have in mind. So walk me through. So that would be one way. Another way is a charitable remainder trust or charitable lead trust. Can, can you use IRA monies with either one of those? Not currently. It's uh, something that has been uh, uh, debated for quite a number of years uh, inside the Beltway there in Washington, D.C., uh, and we think in the future that that's going to be an option. But uh, currently, uh, uh, gifts from your IRA to charity and ministry have to be current outright gifts. Uh, and they cannot be directed to uh, an instrument like a charitable trust or a charitable annuity uh, or even a donor advice fund. But uh, we we think that that may change in the future. So if you're just tuning in, this is uh, you're listening to David Davies. He's a gift planning advisor for Whitcliffe Foundation, and I just asked a question about. Um, donating a an IRA to a to a charity and and my follow-up question on that is really going to be you know the benefits behind that so right now you're not allowed to put an IRA inside of a charitable remainder trust where or lead trust where you can take some money out and whatever's left over goes to the the charity although I hope that gets passed because that Mm -hmm. would be an amazing benefit uh, to a donor so if if somebody doesn't want to just flat out give a hundred thousand or less of their IRA, what other ways could they donate or leave a legacy financially to to a charity like yours? Uh, well, with regard to uh, current uh, possibilities and considerations, uh, uh, an appreciated asset is the uh, very best gift. Uh, for a person to make, and uh, the most common uh, would be uh, appreciated stock and uh, appreciated real estate, uh, and then uh, business interest for people uh, that are considering a uh, business sale. Uh, if you do a little bit of planning at the front end, there's an opportunity to redirect uh, those dollars that would ordinarily be lost to tax instead to ministry and charity. So the reason why you, you're mentioning highly appreciated stock or appreciated asset or business interest is is really because not only is it on the heart of the, the giver to donate money to the charity organization, but also 
there's a financial benefit too because if it's highly appreciated stock, let's just say there's a $100,000 gain by giving that money to the charity, there is no tax on the $100,000 gain. Is it? Am I hearing you correctly? Uh, yes, uh, you're uh, able to avoid the uh, capital gains tax uh, on that. Now, let's say you, you've so got that, someone that uh, has a large amount of money that they don't necessarily know where they want to give it or, or have a number of different charities. Is that what a, a donor-advised fund would be used for? Yes, the uh, donor-advised fund, uh, I, I would say especially here in the last 20 years, has been the, the uh, fastest-growing uh, part of philanthropy and charitable giving. I would agree. And uh, so the simple idea there is that you would think of your own donor-advised fund uh, as um, uh, like a, a, a charitable or a ministry checkbook. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can give uh, uh, most any kind of asset into your donor-advised fund uh, or cash, uh, and then as uh, the Holy Spirit leads you, you can make uh, distributions uh, to any qualified ministry and charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm also finding that uh, a lot of people really like the idea of making their own donor advice fund uh, the percentage beneficiary uh, of their estate. Mm. Uh, so in other words, instead of uh, within your estate plan listing a number of uh, ministries and charities there within the document, you just simply name your own donor advice fund uh, to make uh, the distributions that you uh, outline within your, your own fund. And then the person contributing to that fund, they get the tax benefit right away, don't they? And then uh, they can take their time making the, the charitable donations from the fund. And actually, before you answer that, I have a follow-up on that because I'm I'm definitely interested in creating my own donor-advised fund. And the reason, the rationale behind it is, you know, my wife and I, through our company and individually, we love to give. And we set goals every single year to give to several different organizations, as well as just a big total amount. And the reason why I want to give a, a donor a, to a donor-advised fund is now I can create this pool of money that can grow and expand on its own. And in addition to that, we can now create this pot of, of gift that can grow over time and sh- and basically be, you know, we can sh- um, take some money, some growth out of that a, a year and, and give it to charity. So now I've created this. Like an endowment. Fun, yeah, almost the- an endowment that's going to grow on its own and it's going to give almost forever depending on how it's set up, as opposed to just giving a gift once and it's gone. Here you can give to a fund, grow it over time, and then take some money off. Is is that the right rationale? Am I in the right frame of mind here? You are. And, and of course, it depends on uh, how the Holy Spirit is leading an individual and a couple. And uh, But uh, quite often, as people uh, begin using their donor-advised fund, uh, they follow a path uh, similar to the one that you describe in that they're uh, they're using it for current giving. Uh, they quite often have a portion of it that's growing uh, tax-free uh, to distribute in the future. Uh, and uh, like I say, people will use their uh, own donor advice fund as a designation for gifts through their estate or uh, beneficiary designations from accounts and uh, life insurance policies and retirement plans uh, for uh, surviving family uh, to make uh, distributions as well uh, to their favorite ministries. Mm-hmm. So there, there's quite a margin there of um, uh, creativity uh, as it's um, uh, really appropriate for that couple or family and consistent with how the Lord is leading them. And, you know, this is definitely a passion of Charlie and I's here at Insight Folios. And if, if you're out there listening in and you have a desire to give either to the Wycliffe Foundation, who's spreading the gospel and translating the Bible all over the U.S., or a local charity, or no matter what it is, and you just don't know what to do, give us a call, 704-529-9500. 
we'd love to get you in touch with the right people or help you set it up uh, if possible here. And again, that's 704-529-9500. Allow us to help you on the path to give more of your state away. And David, one, one more question before break. We're, we're getting a little close here. So tell me the differences or a, a, a couple different types of trusts. Um, I know we're talking about a donor advised fund. I had alluded a little bit earlier about different types of trusts. How can people give outside of a fund or, or an annuity? What, what are some other things that they can set up? Well, the, there's really uh, three basic kinds, uh, and they can uh, work independently or even in concert with a uh, donor-advised fund and an estate plan. But the uh, ch- uh, Charitable Remainder Trust uh, pays um, income to uh, one or more individuals for a period of years or for life. A, uh, and a Charitable Lead Trust pays income uh, to a list of ministries and charities, and then reverts back to uh, family members. And uh, then the charitable gift annuity is set up um, and pays uh, lifetime income to one or two people uh, based on their age, and the uh, fixed income rates on those uh, uh, run uh, typically between 5 and 9.5%. For a, a lifetime payment before there's a benefit to ministry and charity. Mm, that is great, and um, you know we're we're going to cut to break here in a few minutes, or here in just a second actually. But when we get back, you know I'm going to have Dave talk a little bit about life estate work and and how we can truly be a benefit, or your life estate can be a benefit and leave a financial legacy. This is Paul Durso. The show is Simply Financial, and this is the Insight Financial Network, IFN. My sweet Lord. 